1: welcome to the pastor's study you know maybe you're kind of depressed today or down about something and what can lift you up well i think the bible teaches if you and i can somehow grab a hold of the fact that jesus really is risen from the dead that will bring you h o p e four things that that'll bring you hope so what i want you to do listen this half hour hopefully you'll be more out of the dumps by the end of it, but let's see how Christ's resurrection will bring you hope. Let's pray first. Father, we do want to pray for anyone watching this program who is depressed or anxious or down or fearful and Lord we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to them through these Bible verses we look at on the hope you can give us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Christ's resurrection from the dead brings first the letter H. See if you can spot it from this verse. 1 Peter 1.3. God caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So what's the first thing that happens because Jesus rose from the dead? H. Hope. There's hope to life. If you go to a church on, on Easter Sunday Lots of churches have what they call a memorial garden. You'll see lots of white Easter lilies up there. And then you look in the bulletin, this, li- this lily was given in memory of my mother or in memory of my uncle, etc. And, but you know, on Easter Sunday, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, there'd be no hope, there'd be no flowers. I saw in the Star Tribune newspaper, they interviewed four people on what they think happens after you die. Three were Christian, one was an atheist, and the atheist said, when you die, you go into the coffin and you rot. And I'm thinking, there's no hope then if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Listen to how some famous people died. Mazarin, the famous French statesman many years ago, Oh, my poor soul, what will become of you? Where will I go? Thomas Hobbes was an English agnostic. Quote, I take a fearful leap in the dark. Edward Gibbon, famous historian wrote, I think, Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. Quote, all is dark, all is doubtful. The French philosopher Voltaire had a nurse. Voltaire was an atheist and Voltaire's nurse said after he died, for all the gold in England, I will not watch another atheist die. A lot of people die that way. No hope. Or you can die this way. Charles Dickens, I commit my soul to the mercy of God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Beethoven, the deaf composer, I shall hear in heaven. John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, weep not for me. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will receive me though a sinner through the mediation of our Lord Jesus Christ. F. B. Meyer was dying and he wrote a friend, My dear friend, to my surprise, I've just been told my days are numbered. It may be that before this reaches you, I shall have gone into the palace. Don't trouble to write. We shall meet in the morning. And President Andrew Jackson wrote his own epitaph. I have prepared a humble depository for my mortal body, beside wherein lies my beloved wife, for both of us there to remain until the last trumpet sounds to call the dead to judgment when we will rise together clothed with that heavenly body promised to all who believe in our glorious Redeemer who died for us that we might live and by whose atonement I hope for a blessed immortality. Andrew Jackson had hope when he died. The first thing, if you can get your arms around the fact that Jesus really rose from the dead, that that will give you is hope that this life isn't all there is, hallelujah. The second thing that Christ's resurrection will bring us, O, is from Romans chapter six, four. Christ was raised from the dead. Why? So that we too might walk in newness of life. First he gives us hope, but then the O I'm gonna the newness of life, I'm gonna put it this way, objective. There's a new purpose in life if you believe in Christ. You know, so many people have no idea what their objective is in life, why they're here. Jesus' resurrection will give you purpose, point, meaning, objective. Because without a point and meaning, there's no peace in life. What are you here for? Years ago, I was in Japan. Very few people speak English in Japan, and there are very few Christians in Japan. I'm sitting on a train, this young woman next to me speaks English. And we talked for a while, she finds out I'm a pastor, and she got kind of excited. Oh, I became a Christian. And I said, what converted you? And she said, I had no peace. But there was this Catholic church down the street, and when I'd walk into the building, I felt peace. And I would sit down in the pew all by myself, and I would just feel such peace. And she said, one day the Catholic priest came up and said, can I help you, uh, any problem?'" And I talked to him, he told me about Jesus, I've had peace ever since. (laughs) See, if you have Jesus, you have purpose, meaning peace. Without Jesus, it's a mess. I mean, here's here's a story of a king that loved to hear stories, but every story had an ending and he would be sad. So the king made a proclamation, whoever can tell me a story without end, I will give him my daughter's hand in marriage and half of my kingdom but if the story comes to an end, I will cut off your head." Well, the story goes that a few young men took the challenge, showed up and got into the palace and told a very long story but it eventually came to an end and they lost their head. Well, Finally one young man comes and says, King, let me tell you a story that has no end. There was a big mountain of sand and a little ant came and he moved one grain of sand. And then another ant came, and he moved another grain of sand. And then another ant came, and he, and he did this for hours. And finally the king said, enough, you're going to have my daughter, you're going to have half of my kingdom. Point being, if a story doesn't have a point, purpose, or objective, it's awful. And if your life doesn't have a point, purpose, or objective, it's awful. Jesus rose from the dead. Why? So that we too might walk in newness of life. We have purpose. If you're a Christian, you have a purpose in life. It's to live for the glory of God. So if you're down, get a hold of the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. He's alive to help you. He'll give you hope. He'll give you objective in life. The P is the third thing he will give. Pardon. P stands for pardon. We get this from Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Jesus was put to death for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Justification means to be declared not guilty, to be put right, to be pardoned by God. And normally we think that the pardon happened at the cross, and it did. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished, our sin debt was paid but Romans 4 says he was also raised for our justification. Somehow Christ's resurrection from the dead is also connected to our forgiveness. And I think here's the way it works. There's a story of a king that last minute pardoned a prisoner. He gave his servant the pardon letter. The servant ran down to the dungeon, banged on the door, saw the door open, found the prisoner hanging from the gallows because he was five minutes late. I believe our sins were paid for and forgiven when Jesus died on the cross. But had Jesus not raised from the dead to tell us and hand us our pardon, we wouldn't have known about it. So yes, our sins are forgiven at the cross, but the letter of pardon is is made known to us because he rose from the dead to tell us our sins are forgiven. So let me ask you kind of the big question. Do you believe because of Jesus your sins are pardoned? I was talking to a Christian lady some time ago. She told me her troubles and she said to me, Do you think I'm going to heaven? And here's a a man that came, confessed some sins and said, "I'm I'm not sure I'm going to heaven now. And I talked with both of them separately. Do you believe in Jesus that he died for your sins and rose from the dead? Oh, yes. Well, are you sorry for your sins? Oh, yes. I said, well, then you're forgiven. He was put to death for our trespasses, raised from the dead. You are pardoned. And I'll share with them one of my favorite verses, because I'm kind of a guilt-ridden guy too, and I love this verse from Ephesians 1.7. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. And I say to these people, I say it to me, cling to the written word of God. It promises you that if you're sorry and you trust in Christ, your sins are pardoned. If, if you're down today, the resurrection of Christ from the dead will give you hope, give you objective and meaning in life, and it'll proclaim to you your letter of pardon that in Christ, whatever you have done, if you're sorry and you trust in Jesus, your sins have been pardoned. And then E, H-O-P-E, the, the last thing that the resurrection of Christ gives is, is a big one. 1 John 5.13, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have E, eternal life. Let's talk about eternal life for a minute. Somebody told me that they were going to go to Glacier National Park. up by, uh, It's on the border between Canada and Montana. I've been all over the United States. For me, there's no place prettier than Glacier National Park. And I got excited for this person. I said, Oh, you got to go here and you got to hike Grinnell Trail and you got to do this and just, oh, the mountains are incredible. I got so excited for them. And then somebody tells me, well, You know, Pastor, I, I'm dying. I'm not going to be on earth very long. And what do I say? Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I should think, now, wait a minute. If you're a Christian and you hear the bad news from the doctor, you're going to die. If we had our head on straight, if we believed in the resurrection of Christ, we'd get excited. Heaven's a thousand times better than Glacier National Park. So um, uh, when you trust in Christ, you get hope, objective, the pardon of your sins, and you get eternal life. So let me ask you this. Do you know that you have eternal life? If you don't, you've got to memorize this verse. 1 John 5, 13, I write this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know, not hope maybe, that you may know that you have eternal life. Here's a little girl used to skip through the graveyard on her way home from school every day. One day uh, an elderly man is walking through the graveyard and he stops her he says, little girl, This is a big graveyard. Aren't you afraid to walk through this graveyard all by yourself? And she said, No, sir, because my home is right on the other side. And listen, one day you're going to go into that graveyard by yourself. It's so much easier to go in the graveyard if you know Jesus, you know the forgiveness of your sins, and you know that right on the other side of that tombstone is my eternal home if you're down and despairing trust that jesus is risen from the dead that'll give you hope it'll give you objective you'll know that your sins are pardoned and that you'll have eternal life i want to do one last thing before we have our question and answer time i want to sing a song to you if you're down and this song is about how jesus steps in and helps people who are down this was a a very popular song a few years ago It's kind of a tearjerker Listen to the story in this song. Her parents never took the young girl to church, never spoke his name, never read her his word. Two unbelievers walking lost in this world took their baby with them. What a sad little girl Her daddy drank all day and mommy did drugs Never had time to play or give kisses and hugs She'd watch the TV and sit there on the couch while her mom fell asleep and her daddy went out and the drinking and the fighting just got worse every night behind their couch she'd be hiding oh what a sad little lie Like it always does, the bad just got worse With every slap and every curse Until her daddy, in a drunk rage one night Turned a gun on her mom and then took his own life And some people from a city Took the girl far away To a new mom and a new dad Kisses and hugs every day First day of Sunday school. The teacher walked in, and a small little girl stared at a picture of him. She said, I know that man up there on that cross. I don't know his name, but I know he got off. Cause he was there in my old house and held me close to his side as I hid there behind our couch the night that my parents died. Cause he was there in my old house and held me close to his side as I hid there behind our couch the night that my parents died.
2: Welcome to the portion of the Pastor's Study, where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of Scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with Him. Pastor Brock, you talked about hope today. And I guess my question for you would be, is given the way America is going today, do you really think there's any hope that America can turn
1: around? There is, I don't know that it will turn around, but the hope is whether it turns around or not that America politicians, the abortionists, the pornographers, the gay marriage people, all the stuff that's hurting our culture, they don't have the last say. The last say is God on Judgment Day. Jackie, I preached at a pro-life service once that the Supreme Court in America has ruled abortion on demand, but one day the Supreme Supreme Court will rule differently. So, Jackie, I'm depressed with the way America's going, but I've got to remember, um, the President of the United States does not have the final word. Jesus Christ, on the last day, has the final word. Okay. So we're going to win at the end. At the end.
2: (laughs) You know, Pastor Brock, sometimes people kill themselves because they just have no hope. It was kind of like in that song. I mean, that person had no hope, the man that took his wife's life and his. Can you go to heaven? if you kill someone
1: if you kill someone well we know Paul the Apostle was involved in the persecution of the early church and he's in heaven and David killed Uriah and slept with Uriah's wife Bathsheba and we believe David's in heaven so when Jesus died on the cross he died for all sins even the big ones and when I mean Jackie you remember many years ago Ted Bundy the serial killer Mm -hmm. who converted to Christ before he died and there was one man of the church who was upset about that. Well, he shouldn't go to heaven. And I thought, mister, you don't get it. We're Ted Bundy. We've all deserve hell. And hallelujah, if you know the thief on the cross went to heaven, M- murder is forgivable uh, because of Christ's death on the cross for murder too.
2: Okay. But if a person is troubled about a sin and having trouble believing that they can be forgiven for it, what would you suggest for help or assurance
1: yeah. yeah well a couple things number one uh claim the promise of scriptures first john one nine that if we confess god forgives you might not feel it but feelings lie believe the written word of god first john one nine ephesians one seven those are two verses i have memorized because i have a guilty conscience those verses help me believe i'm forgiven Another thing that helps is to confess it to another Christian. Tell somebody, look, I did this and I can't seem to be, get the the peace and, and have somebody conf, uh, pronounce to you the forgiveness of sins, pray with you. And then the big one, taking Holy Communion. I mean, Jackie, I took communion a while ago And it was like God was dealing with me as I sat in the pew. Tom, do you believe in the forgiveness of sins or not? And then I went up for communion. And I think the reason God gave us communion is to assure our guilty hearts that he does indeed forgive us and love us. So I I take communion. I love taking communion a lot. Okay,
2: Um, Pastor Brock, Does everyone have eternal life? I mean, I guess one way or the other, Mm -hmm. is everybody eternal?
1: You know, the Bible talks about the resurrection of the dead and often it's talking about the resurrection of believers. But the Bible also teaches unbelievers will be raised too. Some to everlasting life, some to everlasting contempt according to the book of Daniel. So everybody will be raised. Everybody gets eternal life. The question is, where are you going to spend it? Okay. So where is heaven exactly? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when we pray, we kind of look up. And is heaven in outer space somewhere? I don't know. Maybe it's a whole different plane of existence. Maybe heaven is up, up. We don't know that there isn't some planet up there that God hasn't made and called it heaven. We just don't know where it is. But the definition of heaven, it's where God dwells, wherever that is.
2: Okay, so what will it be like, Mm -hmm. I guess?
1: You know, heaven, uh, there will be no tears in heaven. There will be fullness of knowledge in heaven. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, Now on earth I know in part, then heaven I shall understand fully. So when you get to heaven, you'll understand why your five-year-old daughter died. You'll understand why I had this problem in life. We'll have fullness of knowledge, fullness of joy. We'll be worshiping God forever, and there won't be any sin in heaven. You won't be tempted to sin in heaven. So you know, so I get the question, well, will I be tempted to sin in heaven? Will I maybe get kicked out? And I said, no. What makes heaven heaven is you're never tempted to sin because that life is over. You have the new life in heaven.
2: Okay, so has heaven started already? Or does it start after Judgment Day? Mm-hmm. I guess where I, are people think, that have gone now?
1: I believe right now the dead Christians are in heaven, conscious with the Lord. Heaven has started. You, you know, it says in the book of John that we have, present tense, eternal life. If you believe in Christ, your heaven, your eternal life has already started. It'll be consummated and it will be climaxed when we get to the capital H, heaven.
2: But. People died before Jesus died on the cross. Right. Yes. Did they go to heaven? You
1: know, I think the answer to that is yes because if you remember, before Jesus died on the cross, he took his disciples on the mount of the transfiguration and and who showed up to talk to Jesus on the mount of transfiguration? Moses and Elijah from the Old Testament. Okay. They weren't dead, they weren't sleeping, they were alive and talking. So I think I think even Old Testament saints went to heaven before the death of Christ.
2: Okay. So I mean, we Noah and the flood, and they wiped out people, mm-hmm. and that all of those people went to heaven.
1: No. I mean, if they, if they were not believers in Jehovah God, no, they didn't.
2: but Noah and his right. family I, I went to so. heaven
1: then. I think so,
2: yes. But they would only see God, though. They wouldn't know
1: Jesus in heaven, would they? Well, they, the Father, Son, because and the Holy Spirit Testament. would have been there. Yeah, the, the, it, but you get, the, you get Jesus in the Old Testament, too. He hasn't become incarnate on earth. But you get glimpses of Jesus even in the Old Testament, I believe. You know,
2: Can you give a couple of examples of where yep. that is?
1: First Corinthians 10, is it, that this rock that followed the Jews in the wilderness, and that rock was Christ, says Paul. So there's one example. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, if you're at someone's deathbed who's an unbeliever, what would you advise a person to say yep. to them? Yeah that they you know, would go to heaven.
1: Sometimes people will call me and say, Pastor Brock, my, un- my atheist uncle's dying. Would you go talk to him about the Lord? And then, you know, often I can. Sometimes, sometimes it's better not coming from a guy wearing a clergy collar. That scares people. You, Jackie, can reach people that I can't. And so here's, I'll just tell you what you say. You go into the room and you say, can I just share the simple Christian message with you? And here it is. We're all sinners. We all deserve to go to hell. God loved us so much that God, the second person of the Trinity, God became a man, lived the perfect life we couldn't, died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead, and if you're sorry and you receive Christ, you trust in Him, your sins will be forgiven, you go to heaven. You, would you like to ask Christ into your heart? Then you pray, if He says yes, then you pray and, and, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sins. If they haven't been baptized, you get a pan of water, and you baptize them. But That's what I would do at a deathbed.
2: Okay. Pastor Rick, we've. Talked about Christ coming again, so I guess one of the questions I have for you about that is: Is Christ alive now?
1: Is Christ alive now?
2: Yeah, is He still alive now?
1: Oh yes. Okay. I mean, Christ has always been alive as the second person of the Trinity. Uh, Is He still a man? Is that? Sometimes people wonder. Is all right. Here's here's the word on Christ. Jesus is God eternal with the Father and the Spirit. Then he comes down from heaven and gets a human body at Bethlehem. And he has the human body for 33 years or so while he lives on earth. Then he goes back into heaven. And the question we get is Is Jesus still a man? And the answer is yes. Okay. Because when he comes down, he'll look like a man, not like a horse, you know. All
2: right. Well, then we've talked about the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Is he still alive
1: now today? And okay. is he amongst us now? We don't know that. but we, Well, here's what John says in, in 1 John. You have heard that many antichrists, you have heard that the antichrist is coming. Indeed, many antichrists have come. And all through the ages, there have been antichrists with a small a. You know, false teachers, Mormon prophets, you know, I, you know false teachers. But at the end of time comes the antichrist, capital A, who will really oppose the the church.
2: So the Antichrist capital has not come yet, but like Uh, the false prophets are considered Antichrist. You
1: know, Luther thought the Pope was the Antichrist. Uh, Some people thought Hitler was the Antichrist. It's possible the Antichrist is alive now. We just don't know who he is yet, I don't think.
2: Okay, well, we're wrapping up our show today and we want you to be aware of our website. It's on the screen right now. If you go to that website, you can watch any of our shows. You can tell people that they can go to it. It'll tell you what's happening with the ministry, and if you want to help support this ministry, there's information there regarding that. We want to thank you for being with us, and we pray that God would grant you his richest blessings until we're together again next time.
0: Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry?